with the latest in technology news and views. This is TechRap, the podcast. Welcome to another edition of TechRap, the podcast. I'm Trent. We've also got Will. And we're online at techrap.net. We also have an email address that is mail at techrap.net. You can find us on Facebook, TechRap Australia, and also on the Twitter as well, Will. Yeah, and I'm sure if you search for us on Instagram, we're probably on there somewhere. Although, you know, we are we don't we need to post some more stuff there. Speaking of what we potentially could post, if for those of Mm. you actually watching podcast can you still call it a podcast if you're watching it like a, a, a video well, podcast people still do call things podcasts even when they've got video yeah there you go well if you're watching the podcast you will see that a few things firstly you will notice that uh, gettys and i are wearing the uh, same color shirt was not planned just saying twinning yeah <laughs> both wearing similar looking glasses as well again not planned i was here first and Thirdly, you'll notice the beautiful blue skies that are behind Trent over there um, and potentially a pool. It's looking like a lovely day and broadcasting from outside. What a fantastic Why idea. Why not? I mean, it's, I think the weather, 24 degrees at the moment. I'm here, extremely so jealous. Really nice. Really good conditions, so why not get out and enjoy it? Like, it's literally just uh, throw a power cord along here and set up. (laughs) As long as you're not dragging that power cord across the pool. No. no, It doesn't slip into the pool. Pool's behind us. I'm hoping at the end of the episode for, like, a grand finale finish, you jump in the pool. Mm, No. We'll see no, how we I go. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I can convince <laughs> you as we go along as, as we talk about the crazy week of tech. Uh, some big news. Was it last night? There's been lo- lots going on. There's lots going on. So um, the, This is more the, your the, area. Before we get into this, if anyone has been a historical listener of the podcast, you will know that I've always been on one side of this adamantly. <laughs> and uh, Geddes has occasionally... He's not a loyalist. He'll he'll jump across when not he anymore. sees benefits. So he may go back into the, in the future. And of course, we're talking again uh, about the age old battle of Android versus Apple, or now more so, you know, Samsung versus Apple. But those two operating systems, and I, I believe yep. this plays into what we're about to talk about. Yes, well, um, you know, those who have been watching the tech news would have noticed the earliest piece of tech news or at least the freshest piece of tech news has been the fact that Apple had their traditional event, but not so traditional as usual. We didn't see a new mobile phone. No. It occurred about um, 3 p.m. our time, or 3 a.m. I should say, not 3 p.m. It's 3 p.m. right now, actually, our time as we're recording this. But uh, a few hours ago, 3 a.m. this morning, they had their uh, press conference for the release of their new gadgets, uh, or, or you could say updated gadgets, because uh, it is a lot, to, lot uh, relating to updating of the previous gadgets, releasing brand new uh, models of devices. We're talking about uh, Apple Watch Series 6. Wait, uh, when you say, have released. there been six iterations of the Apple Watch now? There have, uh, for those of us not paying wow. attention. Yeah, Jesus, clearly. <laughs> Do you know what I remember years yeah. ago when you first got your Apple Watch? I had the first Apple Watch. And we were not, in the... Not from choice, 
first off, though, I, I, I saw uh, another person at work had an Apple Watch, and I went, hey, that's pretty cool. I could get on board that and bought one. Um, and that was well before, um, you know, things upped in the game of the Android devices. Yeah. They were, they were a lot slower. They were. They were in their infancy, weren't they, with the Android Wear OS, I think it was. And it was a bit slow. It was a bit sluggish. And the design of them, they weren't super appealing. Not to mention the battery life was absolutely terrible. So the Moto, was it the Moto 3, the Moto Watch, whatever that one was? That one mm. actually looked all right. And then Huawei came out with a really nice, stylish looking one. But yeah, they always were a little bit sluggish or a bit laggy or they would, the mm. interface would bog down after time. So look, I'll give it to Apple to say that they were the first ones to come out with a really good-looking, smooth product that you could be mm. proud to wear on your wrist and show other people as all Apple Watch users like to do. You know what I think Apple has done, uh, even in the mobile phone scene as well? Um, you know, Android was there. Uh, it, it, it was chugging along. Um, it wasn't uh, a mainstream thing. Like, you know, every second person wasn't using Android at that point in time. The iPhone came along and really sort of, I guess, gave them motivation to get further along in their projects. And so it, it really did become a competition product. And I think that sort of happened as well with the watches as well. Like, they've both been doing their thing, but... Um, you know, the advancements have been better when they've had the competition going. And, and now we have solid offerings from, uh, you know, both camps and, and all the brands involved in releasing the products. I mean, I've got this um, Huawei Watch GT on my arm, ah. and that one um, runs essentially a variant of an Android platform. But uh, Huawei's done a lot of work to it to make sure that you can get you know, more than a week's battery life, which is more than, you know, even the Apple Watch can get, even in its current iteration of the um, the Series 6. That was going to be my next question. Every 24 hours or so. That was going to be my next question to you was, from that first Apple Watch, had you purchased another Apple Watch after that, or did you jump across to something else? No, um, I did not uh, purchase another one after that. You just I, had the Series I, 1, and then give, give us through the timeline of, of Getty's wearables from the Series 1's Apple Watch to, to now. What did that look like? Well, it didn't have much of a motion, unlike my <laughs> mobile phones, which have been, you know, every 12 months at one point in time. Um, the, the, the watch changeover was literally Apple Watch to this watch. Uh, and that's, uh, that's quite a long time. That's a how few long years did you have the Apple Watch years. for? I would have had it for uh, two or three years. And then, and then after course, year three, you bought that one and you've had that one ever since? Well, Or you had a break one, in between? This one came as a package deal, you see, because when I decided to swap across to Android and I got my uh, Huawei Mate 20 Pro, they kind of said at the time, oh, we've got this promotion on at the moment. You can have a free watch. Free? Well, <laughs> free in the sense of the <laughs> that's how um, they get you i didn't buy the mobile phone outright i bought it on a contract yeah. so to me it was kind of free so um yeah you, you just had to cl claim you know show proof of claim and then you've got 
the device. And admittedly, I've had one problem with one of these watches and, and the watch face or well, the touch sensor wasn't working. But um, give it to them. Uh, the, it went in for service and they just swapped it for a brand new model. So uh, I, I've got you know, a brand new watch and, and everything's all good. And, and we're up to our second year in this one now because um, I think the mobile phone contract was uh, 24 months in length. So, you know, I've only ever had the two devices. Can you, can we, can you run us through just, the, you know, if somebody has maybe never bought, had a wearable before or maybe they were on mm. an older generation of Apple Watch, what's so appealing about the Series 6? Why would we want to get this one? Well, they, they have an enhanced battery life. They've got a lot better than they uh, previously have been. Um, they've got up to 35 hours now in, in full runtime. Maybe like a day and a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot further than it um, previously has been, most definitely. Uh, there's, there's updates in the um, processor technologies. Um, they've made further enhancements with you know, um, their, their, their sensor technology. So a lot of people use, you know, smartwatches for the purpose of, you know, checking uh, out, um, you know, heart rates. Um, they reckon they've got ECG reading capabilities in there. Um, but they you don't can tell when you're like... having a heart attack. You can look at your... <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, you, no, you can... yep, I am having a heart attack. You can make analysis of your um, your heart rate and, and map it out a lot easier than you probably would. Um, they reckon they've got. Do you know a, what would be cool? Of, Sorry, I just had a that? really cool thought yeah. on that ECG app. What if they hmm. they built into there that could detect your, the rhythms of your heart, and then if it was off beat, and it could be a potential indicator of having a heart attack and alert you well, maybe to call an ambulance or something like that as a life-saving preventative measure. I wonder if you could get an, that level of like analytics. Yeah, that'd be an interesting thing. Um, admittedly, though, um, even with the earlier models of the Apple Watch, um, people have actually managed to notice irregular can't pronounce it, irregularities uh, with their heartbeat or, or problem with the, problems with their health. And they've actually been able to go to a doctor or, you know, drop into a hospital and wow. actually catch it before it's been an issue. And, there and you I, go. Haven't heard this, I haven't heard this once. I've heard this probably about three times minimum. Um, not, not from Australia as such, but um, cases around the world. So yeah, I believe you know, it. the technology is working in it. Um, and, you know, with this new one, uh, new processor technology, they come in the same sizes, um, 40 and 44 mil um, screens. Uh, they've got the, uh, you know, the ECG reader. Uh, they've improved the sensors for the analytics of, you know, heart rate and, and, and steps movements as well. Uh, they will be out in a matter of days. Uh, and you'll be looking in the same sort of price ranges as they have the, you know, the usual sort of sliding scale occurs where the current model usually gets the, um, the, the top notch rate. And then some of the other previous models get sold out at a reduced uh, cost, you know. We know how um, much so, roughly AU they'll be Australian dollar. Well, I haven't actually had a look Maybe at the Australian figures at the moment, but I mean, they're not far from being released. So, you know, I reckon we'll be able to have a squizzy at those shortly and work out where we're at price-wise. Probably but like yeah, three but, to 500 or something, depending on the model. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've um, they've also spec'd up their Apple iPads as well, which is, you know, it, it, it's wait, like wait, 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 SE... before you before you jump on the iPads, I just have a really important question. Now, <laughs> now everything you know about the Series Six and and what you've seen and all the new advantages and mm, mm. looks like they got some really cool different um, bands you can put on there for every occasion, like a more professional leather one, or yeah, you know, like a braided one for you know if you're out dancing in the forest. Sleek ones if you're a fitness person. Dancing in the forest. <laughs> I don't know what people do these <laughs> days. Um, is this enough for you to take notice and think about that you might want to get one of these? Well, um, with with what they've updated to the device, um, it, it's getting good. But now that I've been across on an Android platform with something that has a decent battery life, and the fact that I, you know, I don't. As much as I wanted to do a lot of things with a smartwatch, I didn't end up doing a lot with a smartwatch. Mm. So me, I, I probably would still just continue wearing what I've got now until it dies and then consider the idea of something else. Although um, the price really has to be, um, you know, good for me to be able to jump into that. Do you know uh, what I wear? I wear a Xiao, Xiaomi uh, Mi... Oh, Xiaomi. What is it? The Mi Fit 3. Yeah. It's like $30. Works great. <laughs> Tracks my steps, tells me the time, and maybe occasionally the weather, but I could just look at my phone for that. Aside from like, that's oh, that's how many steps I've done, and oh, that's the time, and it's like this really little thing that I wear around my wrist yeah. that isn't big and bulky. Like, what more do you need a smartwatch for? Like, what do you oh. use your watch for aside from maybe reading a text? Oh, I can read text yes. messages on this. I can read my text messages. Someone um, sends me a text. I can see <laughs> who's calling me. I can see the time. I can see the date. I can see my steps, how far I've gone. It has a heart rate sensor on it. It's I $30. You, I, I don't do much with smartwatches. There you go. You just I, need a $30 van. You don't need a $300 one. I, I literally tell the time. I look at the weather, I get my text message notifications, I count steps, check my heart rate, uh, and use the alarm function in it because it yep. pairs with the mobile phone, but that's about it. Like yeah. nothing much so more. Everything that you get out of it, you could get out of the, the Mi Fit 3 or 4 mm. for $30. And I guarantee you, anyone out there who has one of these Apple Watches or are thinking about buying them, you don't use it for anything more than that. You don't. Just Come on, be device. honest with yourself. Like, oh, it has this cool app where I can draw something or tap it and I can vibrate <laughs> someone else on the other side yeah, with my taps. Like, give me a break. It's such a gimmick. You <laughs> use it once, never again. And yep. all you use that Apple Watches for is to tell the time, see how many steps you've done and maybe the occasional heart rate. If you're like, oh, I wonder what my heart rate is once a year or something like that. <laughs> if you do do more than that, let me know. Mail That'd us be in. worthwhile if you do that. Prove um, me wrong. They're starting at $599 Australian. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, you don't need it. Come on, guys. You don't need it. <laughs> I'd love to hear, like, seriously, somebody send us an email or, or, or comment on this video if you use your Apple Watch more and be honest for anything more than the stuff, the basic stuff that we said. Anyway, that's my just, rant. Let me just play with you for a sec. Um, what do you reckon the most expensive model of this watch is? Like what, how much it is or what it's yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yep. The, the price Probably range. as much as like an iPhone or something, right? That's not the most expensive one that you said. Uh, That's no. ridiculous. No, 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 like seven, eight hundred. Are we talking about like a no. gold encrusted, no. gold plated? Version? Yeah, yeah. 
Yep, yep. Now keep going. Yeah, oh, God. Honestly, the sky's the limit with this stuff. If you like dipped yours in gold or whatever, right? The the gold stainless steel case with leather loop is $1,189. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought. Actually, I'd get that one. (laughs) Go for that. (laughs) I changed my mind completely. You need the gold version. You can brag to all your friends. Imagine when you're ordering a coffee in the streets and you go to pick it, they put the coffee up on the counter and you extend your arm and your, your shirt comes up a little bit, revealing this gold twinkle on your arm and all, you know, everyone in the building goes, ooh, what's that? And they all look at you and you grab your coffee and then you walk out with your head high and everyone's like, oh, I wish I was that guy or girl. But I, I can buy a mobile phone for that. Yeah, Stuff the watch. Gold. Anyway, <laughs> what else do they got? What else did they talk about? You were saying iPads. Yeah, well, yeah, new new iPad update. Um, you know, A12 Bionic processor, which makes it forty percent faster than the previous models. Uh, they you know what? like when I've used iPads and older iPads, mm. and I've never like they've always seemed zippy and fast. You know what I mean? Like, if you get three models behind, um, you'll start to notice that it's not so good on web browsing because mm. uh, we have uh, one in the family. And it is several generations old, and it, it does actually become a bit frustrating when you go from a computer that's only two years old to an Apple iPad that is several generations old, and you try and search for stuff and swap tabs, and and the user likes to have a lot of tabs open, so it, <laughs> it, it becomes a bit of a challenge to operate. So remember that conversation about the auto closing tabs program? Oh last. yes, but but that's not going to come to the Apple platform. <laughs> Um, they've got a larger screen on them too. Uh, they're looking at, uh, for the air, uh, a two point, a 10.9 inch screen, uh, which is four inches larger than the previous generation. They've upgraded the cameras in them. Uh, they're looking at a 12 megapixel front facing camera, uh, which they say, uh, can shoot at 4k and it also. Who's shooting has... video at 4k with their iPad? Well, you'd actually be surprised. So, um, so I was looking in some broadcasting groups recently, and there is applications that you can get on the iOS platform which will actually uh, work as vision switches, and you can pair multiple mobile phones or iPads together, and vision switch each of the devices. And and some guy said on a Facebook page, he's got. You That's know, actually really cool. That's to do with the presidential really cool. elections in the US, he said. I've got a, a a thing coming up where I need to have multiple candidates, you know, involved in this interview. And so I'm getting like four or five mobile phones together, this app on an iPad, and we're going to switch each of them like that. And that allows the people to socially distance. It also doesn't mean that the guy's got a huge investment in terms of cameras and microphones <gasps> and all that sort of stuff. So Wait. Yeah. I'm thinking... So the way I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking of this in a couple of different ways. Mm. Tell me which is the right way. If we mm. actually like at an event, this sort of platform or system could replace like a live streaming setup, right? Like you could just, you could rock up to the live stream with your iPad, not an iPad, by the way, I'm holding up a, this is, this is me, a Samsung <laughs> Galaxy Note 10.1. I don't have iPads. <laughs> 2014 edition. <laughs> 20, still, still going strong. Working yeah. with me. 2014, uh, Note 10.1, still going strong. The battery lasts days. It is a bit slow and sluggish. Anyway, so you rock up to an mm. event with your, your switcher, and then you can have iPhones 
set up on like or maybe one iPhone for a presentation or two speakers. Yep. And then I could start like a Facebook Live with these two cameras linked wirelessly and then I could just switch between the two. Yep. And could, yep. Now, Certainly plausible. aside from being in the, in the room, can you also hook in to say another person's iPhone in their house, someone else's house, and I can vision, vision switch from home using this or does it have to be in the same room like over Wi-Fi? I think it works on the same network, but you know okay. the, the 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 idea is definitely there, and you know you could expand your software tools to be able to do this sort of thing, and and you know given the fact that we've got mobile phones that have fifty megapixel cameras yeah. in them, um, you know for something where the camera is no more than two meters from the subject, it's perfect. Yeah, you know you get the right lighting setup, and and you know there's people on YouTube that film whole videos with just a mobile phone and a light ring. So yeah. why not take advantage of it? Yeah, you definitely it's, don't it's affordable, need... it looks clean. I honestly, in in this day and age with any new phone, you don't need a high-end camera. It's literally mm. just... It, it's, it's like perceived value. It's like, you, say like I'm rocking up to a shoot mm. for like a client or whatever... And I bring like a production camera or even like, you know, one of the bigger production cameras and I'm like, okay, let's film this thing. They're paying multiple thousands of dollars. They want you to look like you have like the best gear that they don't have and you can rock up to the shoot. But in in reality, you could easily film any commercial or any video at a very high level on a latest latest generation smartphone, Samsung or Apple. But you can't, you can't just rock up to like a client and go, hey, I'm ready to film like an ad <laughs> and you pull out your phone out of your pocket and they're like, why am I hiring you for? So, some, so you know what I mean? Like people yeah, like uh, to see that perceived value. Yeah, there, there's perceived value in professional gigs. And also, you know, you need to have a technical understanding of how to operate your device so that you provide the best video as well. Because, I mean, if if, if you don't know how to handle the phone properly so that it doesn't jiggle about if mm. you don't know how to adjust the lighting settings on the vision that you're recording or even you know improving the audio quality by <laughs> well the, col- by, the composition um, of what you're shooting the movement yeah how, all that sort of stuff and and also like sound by plugging in an external microphone you, you're definitely going to make it sound a lot better than it comes off you know one of these shitty microphones that are in in the actual phone itself but but if you can get all that down pat there's some things that you can you, use a mobile phone for and it'll look pretty good especially with photography as well like photos on new smartphones are incredible and you'd probably know this and like i had ages ago a panasonic gh3 and then yep. at a certain point i was taking better photos just with my my galaxy note at the time than using like a professional dslr camera and i know you've dabbled in in photography as well mm. would you would you think you could also get just as good shots with your smartphone as your dslr in some cases definitely um, you know, the, the fine example of that is, um, outdoor photography, you know, on landscape scenes, absolutely fantastic. The mobile phone can do just as good in some cases, uh, with that sort of stuff. Um, you know, low light stuff like, um, looking at, um, you know, uh, say a, a building in a city, a lighting setup of a city at night, uh, you could get a really nice night shot on your mobile phone. 
Um, you know, if you're inside, if you've got the right sort of lighting, you might be able to achieve it as well. But I mean, you've got more easier tweaks with with an SLR camera, I, mm. I suppose. Um, you know, to do those other bits and pieces. Yeah, they they have their place. But if you were just rocking up and taking mm. pictures of a sunset, I'd just take my mobile. The mobile phone would work just fine because all of the photos that I've taken when I've seen a nice sunset or um, in the in the situation of the landscape around here, I've seen um, fog setting in as the sun setting. You know, all those sort of moments. I don't have my SLR cam- camera with me for that moment. So with the mobile phone, it is. And, and it's on on sites like Instagram anyway, which is, you know, yeah. low quality. It's, it's, you know, a limited frame size. So mobile phone works fine. There we mobile go. Mobile phone works fine. Or now just an iPad. Rock up with your giant iPad to take all your photos. <laughs> now, could you have ever imagined with, with the uh, iPad, no, hold by on, the way? Let's take a photo. <laughs> looks ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just holding up the iPad here with the the cover <laughs> flapping out. And you see the you see occasionally. I've seen travel, people do that. You'll at see the bloody, tourists, yeah. I've seen them do it at concerts. I saw someone <laughs> with an iPad, and it's like you're blocking someone else's view doing? completely by like, the iPad. Tell us about Apple One. What is Apple One? Just just one more item on the uh, iPad, by the way. Oh, did yeah. you ever did you ever think that they would go to USB C? Because Apple? that's what they've done. Apple? Yes. Yeah, no. They oh, have replaced no. the lightning po- um, port, finally, that's uh, huge. on the iPads and iPhones. That's All huge future news. devices are going USB-C. That's awesome. Which means they're finally compatible with everything else. They're going to lose a lot um, of market share in the whole charger cable area because um, they'd charge you like $80 for a new lightning cable or something, yeah. right? And all those bloody adapters they've got. But if you think about it, they're already on USB-C on the Mac MacBooks. So yeah, no, you're right. You're right. MacBooks you're right. Yeah, and yeah, iPhones yeah. and That's iPads, they can use the one version of cable. I mean, I've got that one for Jetties. my mobile phone. I've also got one for my computer as well. Can, we, can I just say what a crazy time we live in and how oh. incredible this is? Oh. Like how many Finally. iterations... Like the new generation will never realize how easy they have it. It'll all be wireless charging it at that point. But we had, <laughs> what was it, mini USB, micro USB, yeah. and then it was, was it then USB-C after that? So you could potentially have a, dev- like you could bring a, a suite of devices and you'd need three separate charging cables and possibly yep. adapters. Well, oh, then you got the, like, the lightning cable, then you had those other proprietary chargers from Apple for the, the old <laughs> iPods and stuff. You could be rocking up and having to need five, six different chargers. And then, and sometimes in the, the travel stores, you'll see the chargers with like five cables out of the multi adapters yeah. for like every scenario. <laughs> like it's insane how far we've come. And it's almost unbelievable to where we're coming to the point where it's going to be a universal USB connector for all devices moving forward. It's, it's, it's very surreal. It could not have come quick enough, I don't think. Yeah. So Apple One. Yeah, yeah. What's it all about? Go as well. So Apple One is your all-in-one platform for subscription services. Uh, they have three tiers: an individual, a family, and a premier pack, which matches the likes of streaming services that provide the ability for people to bundle their family in as like well. Spotify. The idea of 
The idea of Apple One is a subscription to Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade, which is the gaming platform, and it also gives you the idea of having iCloud storage upgrades as well. So for an individual plan, uh, you'd get the Music, TV, Arcade, and 50 gig of iCloud storage. On a family plan, you get the same sort of services, but you will get 200 gig of iCloud storage. And it allows you to have five members of your family involved in it. And they've got the premier level, which is uh, also bundling in uh, the Apple News service, Apple Fitness, and two terabytes of iCloud storage. Mm. And they're, they're launching that in the near future. Um, if, you, if your whole family's on it, that's not bad. $5 a month each if you had five family members. It's about time this came out because people resent the idea of, you know, paying bucket loads of money to be on half a dozen different subscription systems or even just to have different components of the subscription system. Um, I have found myself in that situation, uh, you know, with regards to what Amazon does, because, you know, Amazon has... Amazon, as in the shopping platform, then you can be, you know, like, uh, what do they call it now? Um, they, you, you can pay a fee so that you can have free deliveries. But then they've also got the books platform. They've got the audio books platform. Yeah, they've got the music platform. And these all tend to end up requiring different subscriptions. Oh, and the streaming TV services as well. So, you know. Once you get to having a few of those services, you're paying a considerable chunk of money. So if you can just bundle it all under the one plan and 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 have it like you know your your bundles with your pay TV service when we used to do that some time ago, you know that's a good thing. And it starts you know at nineteen ninety five a month for the individual. Family is only twenty five ninety five, so that's actually a really good price differential compared to the individual offerings because you can get five family members on that. And, you know, if you don't need the iCloud storage, well, brilliant. Do you, and then you use around... any of these services? Uh, what's it, that one? Does, would, will this be beneficial to you in any way? I don't use Bene any Apple service. Well, uh, actually, I, I don't really use any of the services. Mm. You see, um, it's music, TV, I, arcade, and iCloud. and Nothing special none of us, there. I don't recommend iCloud to the family. And... I have an Apple TV, but I literally use the free applications. You know, mm. I watch the streaming platforms and yeah, you watch odd... Netflix on the Apple TV. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yes, that's what we do yes. too. Like, we have an Apple TV. It's literally just for convenience to access Netflix yeah. through the TV, and, and that, that, that's what it is. Because you see, I I got a TV, uh, a smart TV in in their earlier iterations. Yeah. Um, when LG was doing, uh, they were running a competition for people to review them. And I didn't end up winning the, the review competition, but they said, oh, you've reviewed the TV. Rather than sending it back, you can buy it. And I got it at a reduced rate, so it was good. Okay. It was fantastic. And it was cool being, you know, one of the early adopters of the um, smart TV game. But because... Uh, LG couldn't decide on what platform they were going to run their smart TV technology on. It's now legacy and out of date. Mm. So you can't do anything. And they're always so slow too. Like, yeah. Very slow and sluggish and like Can't do anything with it. So I finally, after sort of objecting to the idea of having an Apple TV for many years, 
just bought one because, you know, a couple of hundred bucks, it's, it's almost like a little computer with all the different things you can add into it. And, you know, you get continual software updates and, and you can stream stuff from, you know, YouTube and, and all of those streaming platforms. And not to mention adding the movies if you want to do that as well. So why not? Why not? Why but not? yeah, that, that, that could be a nice addition to, uh, you know, any of the services that people currently get off Apple and to, to bundle it all together so it's actually a little bit more affordable. It's coming later this year. That's all they've said at this point in time. So, um, you know, an all-in-one offering, uh, not too far away. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many people pick up on that service or make the switch over to it. Uh, speaking of making yeah. the switch over to a service, uh, most people getting to work or getting around or going to a place they don't know will jump on Google Maps or Apple Maps. But there I definitely are do. other platforms out there, and you've probably heard of it, Waze. Waze, yeah, Waze is more of a like an alert system, isn't it? I use it as an alert system. For what? For police and speed cameras yes. and of, uh, circumventing the law? Oh, <laughs> breaking the law, breaking the law. No, Can I just say... Like... <laughs> I wish I'd used Waze as someone who's gone through allegedly red lights. <laughs> oh, allegedly, yeah. No, they, actually, no, it wasn't that. I take that back. Mm. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd, I'd been speeding, like, allegedly speeding. <laughs> I got a piece of paper that says I was doing allegedly 46 kilometres in a, in a 40 zone with a speed camera there. Wow. And they are so sneaky with it because they put it there at a light that they know hovers on the yellow for ages. So then you're like, oh. you're at that certain distance and you're like, oh, crap, I better get across before it goes red because it's quite a busy intersection. You kind of maybe speed up a little bit just to get through there before it turns red, right? And then they get you six, allegedly six kilometers faster but, than you were meant to be doing. And I've got hit. But, 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 multiple but, but. times in the exact same one. You think I would have learned, but I got but like do you, two or three fines at this. Do you realise the factor that the Australian road rules say that if it's yellow, it's only something you pass through if you're already halfway through it. Do you try to tell that to anyone who's ever driven a car ever? <laughs> no one does that. Anyway, we get it. Everyone sees we digress. They go. Oh, it's a yellow light. Shit, I'm going to get through that one. I, yeah, everyone. <laughs> now, the point is, if I had Waze and I'd known there had been a speed camera there, I probably you wouldn't have, have got stopped fined. or slowed. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got fined, which is a great thing of Waze. And I think ex initially how it got onto the market by the ability to add speed cameras, um, community updates. If there was a crash on the, f the highway, you could mark it and say, oh, there's a crash here, be careful. Or if there's police trying to be sneaky and set up a road trap, you can mark police cars or um, mm. a, a street that's just been closed off for the day because of roadworks and it's not mentioned Vehicles on Google. You can pulled mark over it. on the side as well. Yeah, all that sort of good stuff. So especially in Melbourne as well, to have so many vehicles on the road uh, being able to update it, I think is a really cool feature of Waze. And I did start using it for a little bit, but then, I don't know, there were just like little things that got me annoyed with it. Like it, it seemed a bit slower. It was a bit like chuggy, disengaging the app. I always had to 
go into the menu and then click shut down. Like all these, otherwise it would just keep running to keep tracking of where the car is to learn and stuff. So there there are a few little things like that that bugged me. Even if it was as simple as every time I got to my destination or I got home at the end of the day, I'd have to go menu, shut down, and then close the app. Where Google Maps, you get to the where you need to go and that's it, it's done. You go back home and it's off. Um, But anyway, I'm complaining about the app. But the point of this is is apparently Waze have done a ton of new updates. Uh, They're getting smarter with their trip suggestions. They're adding things like lane guidance, additional traffic notifications. And it's enough that might actually just get me back to trying it again because I really love the idea of it. So they're Mm. trying to add, you know, a number of new products and features. Uh, They've also had a thing where you could integrate Spotify and I think now they're trying to switch to Amazon Music as well as an integration, things like this. They're trying to um, personalize the recommendations based on users' trip history, traffic notifications, ETA improvements, lane suggestions that even give you like, especially in Melbourne where we have three or four lanes, sometimes the two left ones are for turning left or... Then the, the second from the left is for straight and right, and or maybe you're turning left exactly after you've exited, and then you need to preset yourself up in a lane so you're already in that. You know, complicated things mm. like that. I think they're trying to get on like, oh, this would be the best lane for you to be in, taking into account the next turn you're taking will be left, so this will yeah. set you up for that lesson next left. So there's a ton of new features coming out that um, look really cool, and I'm hoping to jump back onto the platform and, and give it a go. What are your thoughts on sort of ways? Have you used it? Have you had any experience with it? I have used it. I'm going to let it get a quick quip in. Uh, I reckon they've changed their ways just a bit. Hey. <laughs> nice. I had to go there. I had to go there. Um, yes, I have used ways. Um, I especially love it because uh, my car is a 2016 uh, model Jetta. Uh, it has the Android Auto and Apple CarPlay functionality. You plug it in, it works on the dashboard, and you know it will send out the audible uh, announcements of all the issues along the way, and that will play over the top of the radio as well if radio is what you're listening to and not using the, the mobile phone as such. And, you know, to be able to get all those alerts, because... You you probably think that because I'm out here in the country, there isn't much that happens on the app because who would exactly. use that out in the country? But you'd, exactly actually, right. you'd actually be surprised at the amount of people because... Um, you, you can know, mark a uh, sheep on the road. Oh, cow. <laughs> a hop, skip and a jump from where I am right now is the Hume Highway and mm. it's one of the nation's busiest roads. <laughs> And so there are a lot of people who are on that highway who actually use Waze for different alerts. And, and it is, it's coming really, really handy, you know, to spot the things that, you know, I probably wouldn't have been looking out for, especially going into work at 8 o'clock in the morning when I've, um, you know, jumped in the shower at 7.30 and I'm, I'm due at work at 9. The things that I just don't pay attention to, uh, you know, it's been very useful. But like you said, you know, it it wasn't a great app in how it handled things, you know, on the, the handheld device and could be problematic at times. So, you know, it's nice to hear a whole um, whole slab of updates has have, have finally occurred to the platform. Mm, to, to play on what you were saying, the, the traffic notifications will alert users when traffic begins to build up or the driver risks being late. 
uh, on both Ooh. favorite and frequent destinations. So it'll try and reroute you. The thing with country versus sort of city or metro is that mm. in metro, there are potentially a few different alternate routes you could take if one gets congested where in the country yep. it's generally like this is the only way you can go you don't have any other options you got to go down the hume <laughs> well it depends or you can end up on a back road somewhere <gasps> and take an extra 20 minutes to get there yeah speaking of which i can't remember which platform it was but was it apple map could have been oh no i could have actually been google google maps actually mm. google maps there was a recent news article i think earlier on in the week or last week about um I can't remember where it was, maybe in Europe somewhere, but it, essentially what had happened, it was routing people to the to their destination and it was saying the quickest route was down someone's back farm paddock that was oh. only designed for tractors and tractors are the only ones that can go down this thing. So people were just blindly, mm, mm. and this isn't the first time we've heard stories about oh, this. Oh, no, 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 no. People were just blindly driving, following the the, the route suggestion, and then they'd mm. end up on a farm, and then they'd end up on this tractor track, and then they'd end up getting bogged or stuck, and then a tractor would have to come and pull them out. And the farmer was like, oh, this is like the sixth, seventh time this has happened. I keep having to pull people out. Can you please change the routing directions? This is really frustrating. So that's but, hilarious. But like, do, do, people, do people even use their brains anymore? There's a certain <laughs> no. amount of logic that you have to apply when you're going down some side road and going, well, this road doesn't look very big. I've never been this way before. Yeah, like, I, I don't the... think this is going to work. This isn't this. Yeah. At what point do you just go, oh, this probably isn't a good idea. Like you've gone off a paved road, <laughs> like you're on bumpy dirt gravel. You're going past like yep. cows. There's a barn over there. There's a tractor plowing the field. Like, you know, not Google Maps said it must be right. Like there's like a house that you're going past. Dirt roads become backyard. a track. There's potholes potholes Jeez, giant like mud. downs that like a giant steep down thing you're like no nope, no nope, google map said google map said must follow yeah, yeah it's a bit ridiculous it, it, it's absolutely absolutely absurd and i've even seen it here as well because we being just off the major highway uh some people apparently get confused which direction they're headed are they going to Sydney or are they going to melbourne so they decide to go straight and of course when you come off the bridge from being in the township, um, it comes down towards the private road that we're on. And there is no through road. You can't go through to the other end, which seems to appear on Google Maps. <laughs> so it has caught a few people and a few people get up to the top of the um, top of the road near the household and then need to find a way of turning around. And there isn't really much room for them to turn around. So um, we've we've had we've even had a semi truck with a B-double, turn up here. And he's had to find a way of, uh, fortunately during the middle of summer, drive on a paddock to be able to turn the rig around to get out of here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, the question I've told is, Google, but they're not listening. The question is, would Waze fix that issue? Because Waze general don't they use Google Google's backend for their routing and then their own algorithm on top they of it or something? They do, like? but they have their own community of users. So mm. you could point out, um, you know, to the community, there yeah, is you could put up a big here. crossroad on the map. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should jump on Waze and, and mark that. Well, I can give it a try. Yeah, I mean, we'll there's that. no harm in trying it. Maybe one less lorry <laughs> in your in your backyard. 
Well, yes, potentially. I won't have a caravan trying to do a U-turn in our front yard. As never a dull moment. On one occasion. Keeps it exciting. Never, never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Just like um, the news that we've had from the weekend as well. Uh, are you familiar with ARM, the manufacturer yeah, I got, of mobile oh, phone CPU tech? I thought you meant my arms. I was like, yes, I am quite no, familiar with my arms. I, I'm familiar with ARM. ARM, ARM. <laughs> but, mm. but yes, ARM, ARM, um, they are in the UK. They have been working on the development of CPU infrastructure for mobile device technology for some years now. Um, they have had a good healthy uh, percentage of the game and NVIDIA has decided that they are worthwhile to go into their company. Uh, they are valuing this at 40 billion US dollars. Uh, it's a mix of cash and NVIDIA stock and they are going to close the deal sometime within the next 18 months or before early 2022. Now, NVIDIA says there won't be any changes to the current structure of the organisation. They'll still have their campuses based in the UK, uh, but they will come under um, the NVIDIA company as a whole. Um, interesting timing for NVIDIA to be buying a company like Arm um, uh, when you consider the likes of... Uh, the 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 whole saga that's been going on with the social platforms, uh, you know, and 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 the way that China is associated with brands like TikTok, for instance. Do you think it's an interesting time, or am I just the only person thinking that? <laughs> no, I think you're under something. I think it, it definitely is an interesting time. Um, I find it. There's a lot of stuff happening within NVIDIA at the moment. Like, mm. they've just released their new series of, of graphics cards and announced them as well. The three, 3000 series, so the 3070, 3080, and things like this. And they're substantially better than the, the previous generation yeah. um, at a really affordable price point. So they're being really aggressive in terms of trying to get as much market share as they can, uh, which is good for the consumer, at least. In the mm. short term, what that means for the longer term, if they do then end up having a monopoly of the market, the competition isn't there and all the negatives that can come with that. I think um, this thing with the ARM or ARM is sort of pushing that, that furthering that agenda as well, Yeah, um, where they can just gobble up more of the market share and then potentially integrate these platforms, uh, you know, with their graphics cards or any developments that they want to do in the mobile phone space and things like this. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely uh, big news, a lot of money. So you don't just blindly, you know, spend mm. that much money without giving it a lot of thought and having a really big long-term plan, um, how that plays out in the market and for the consumer and, and what comes of it if anything changes or yeah, where it goes, uh, I guess we'll keep an eye out and and see. Uh, what what do you think their sort of immediate plans are after well, this? Well, they're saying they're saying that nothing's changing at the moment, and you would hope that nothing changes because, you know, if 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 they change the way that they distribute their products, uh, that could be of of quite a concern for you know mobile phone manufacturers and mobile device manufacturers. But, you know, on the same token, uh, NVIDIA could start looking to, you know, bundle what they're doing with graphics technologies 
into the deals that they make with mobile phone and mobile device manufacturers to, you know, um, not only improve the product, but also be able to value add what they're, they're selling as well. I could see that as a, a firm proposition, uh, you know, for, for being able to have a good chip at, um, you know, all of these markets. Mm. Yeah, no, it's definitely big news, a lot of money. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing sort of what comes. I, they'll probably will keep it the same, you know, at least for the immediate future yeah. until the whole, oh, there'll be no know, immediate change. Yeah, the transition and everything. But what they do with it, you, I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive. Yeah, as you said, in the mobile phone space, mobile gaming, things like this as well. And I'm sure they have tons of other plans that we don't even know about that are oh, under wraps. Yeah. It's interesting yeah, they that you, be public on it. Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, moving away from sort of the, the China landscape and you mentioned TikTok. And there's another app out there. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. I didn't until today. Trilla. Well, I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. And then yeah. like any curious person did, I opened up Google to read what they're all about. So if, you, if you've been living under a rock, uh, TikTok originally owned by a, or created by a Chinese company. Uh, they have a head in U, the US as well. Um, but, you know, as the tensions grow with China and the US and, you know, all these you know, hacking accusations and spying accusations, the whole issues with the Huawei and, you know, the relationship isn't the best. And I think... You know, the US is very, and other countries are very suspicious of any app that was originally developed or comes out of China that maybe they're yeah, spying definitely. on users, tracking data analytics. I mean, much less as much as really, because a US company is going to be doing exactly that, but at least like it's a US company spying on US mm. people, but like it's not cool for China. Anyway, I'm sure whatever politics, but apparently Trilla now has, has come up as basically the US replacement or well, they're trying to be the US replacement for TikTok um, coming in and they're even poaching some of, you know, the famous TikTokers out there, if that's what you call mm. them, um, you know, <laughs> trying to get them over to the platform. Uh, they've even uh, said Donald Trump has made an account on the platform no. uh, to reach an audience. And essentially, I had a quick look at it um, and from what I can tell, it basically is just the TikTok ripoff. You, you, you know, even like the whole in actually the whole interface looks the same. I downloaded. I haven't made an account account pending, but it is essentially, yep. It's still people dancing. There's a Red Bull thing of a guy going through a hoop here. <laughs> He's done flips and shit. Look at that slow mo. But even if you oh, look my- at the layout, the way it's laid out is almost identical to how TikTok have it, and I assume there's music. Yeah. And so, it so seems as to Wikipedia, as Wikipedia reports it, um, they say that the reason Triller came about was as a result oh, of TikTok's Sorry, ban in India. And you know, it's a copycat thing when the slogan for Triller is "You do you." <laughs> and I guess there's, you know, there's been talk in the US about banning TikTok as well in the US and things like that. So they're trying to position themselves like if this does happen, we're, they're ready to scoop up the audience base. If it doesn't happen, maybe we can poach the audience by trying mm. to get these TikTok people across. Whether or not it will work, who knows? All I know is that I'll be creating a Triller account uh, after this podcast. You can create your own personal one. I'm not interested in it as tech rap. 
dance, 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 dance. <laughs> I don't know why people like. I won't be doing any dancing. Hmm. I'll paint my house, and people can watch my paint dry. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Sounds so thrilling. Sounds so thrilling. So trilling. Trilling. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There I haven't go. got the button ready, so I can't give you a. Oh no. It's probably better that you didn't. I wasn't aiming for it. I wasn't aiming for a boom tish. I was aiming for genuinely funny and clever. And when people hear oh. it, they go, "Oh, that was very clever." Yes. <laughs> we have been talking about America. Um, there's there's a red face moment for um, you know those who have been working in the scene of the federal agents, especially those that work at um, JFK F airport and you know they they watch all of the droves of people coming from you know international locations and even the freight that comes in they recently seized what they gouged as or gauged as 2000 counterfeit apple airpods from hong kong uh, yeah i i did see this actually valued at nicely. a considerable amount of money um but there's one problem they looked at what they thought looked like Apple AirPods. And obviously they're, they're, they're not technically minded people because what you would have realized um, from the photos that they put up on social media, and they were very quick to post it as well, mind you, uh, they weren't knockoffs. Uh, they were from the OnePlus brand <laughs> and they were their Bluetooth earbuds. How embarrassing. But despite this, um, they've continued to have a stance on the situation. Uh, and even though, you know, various people have told them, uh, you've got it mixed up. These are OnePlus <laughs> buds. These are not AirPods. Uh, I noticed an update to the story in recent days saying uh, that they appear to believe that they are trying to clone and counterfeit the items regardless and still want to block them. That's so. I actually, and there was a tweet. There was a tweet from OnePlus USA in response to this, and it just says, "Hey, give those back." <laughs> <laughs> that is a very humorous way to deal with the situation where you have three hundred and ninety-eight thousand dollars worth of stock sitting with customs because they think they look like AirPods or AirBuds or whatever they are. That is hilarious. <laughs> like is it gonna be I wonder if there's gonna be any compensation for the loss of, you know, getting right. them to the stores, missing figures. Are they gonna try and sue them? I think I don't know. I think OnePlus will be on to them. You reckon? You really? reckon they're going to bring up a thing? Like I say, oh, hey, we've lost revenue because you've held it up this long. They weren't able to make stock and we, therefore you've, you know, you've damaged our brand. If anything, well, I think they've Apple actually... Jumps in on. Unless they've actually... I think, I think actually it's good advertising and they've increased awareness about mm. these things that people... There'll be more like, people I didn't even buy their mobile that, phones yeah. now. Oh, and, and the, the AirPod knockoffs, whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know they exist. They look pretty good. So they've drawn... Lots of media attention to it. I have. Um, they've they've seemed to be quite comical in their response to it. At least they seem like they have a good sense of humor about it. Um, yeah, I'd, I don't know. If I was looking at them, I'd be having serious discussions about like, is this the worst thing that could have happened to us? Like, this mm. actually isn't that bad. I think we're going to get increased sales out of this. I feel like somebody said this to them, they yeah. have to decide, like, mm, do we want to use, like, that any publicity is good publicity? Do we want to try and play into it and use it for advertising? Or do we want to just be, like, really grouchy bums and take them to court or something? I think you'd probably want to do the 
performer of Luke. You've, you've got nothing to lose if you can have a laugh at it. Because, I mean, when it's with customs, you're a little bit stuck. You haven't got options. So, <laughs> so you know, it, it, it's a fair thing. But, yeah, there's not yeah, much you can do at that point. Very stupid mistake. <laughs> Hilarious mistake. And very embarrassing. Like, that guy who decided to hold it all up and made the call, he's never going to let that down for the rest <laughs> of his life. Like, that's almost like I've ha- I have to retire. I have to step down. Because everyone's <laughs> going to give him shit on this moving forward. Like any suspicious batch of anything, it's like, oh, here we've got a heap of like uh, microwaves over here. Hey, Don't Dave. Don't let that guy touch it. <laughs> Dave, we might have some Apple AirPod knockoffs over here. And they're just like a bunch of microwaves. Dave, check out these Apple. Uh, can you, we just need your advice. Are these Apple AirPods? He's never going to hear the end of this. Like, <laughs> I feel bad for this guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I wonder whether the guy will ever come public. For, for <laughs> he put his hand up and apologize. <laughs> like, yeah, look, I made a big mistake. Uh, He'll be on, on one of those documentary series in five years. Yep, yep. I'm I'm the guy who uh, mistakenly detected those as Apple AirPods. He'd be instantly memeable. <laughs> hey, Gettys. Hey. Hey, you know... I think we've covered quite a lot of the, the, the big news stories, especially with the Apple We've covered a few things today. Uh, being probably the biggest event of the week and the one that, you know, hardcore Apple fanboys and girls out there would be most interested in. I hope we did mm. it justice by talking about it, uh, you know, shedding some light on what went down. But we can't always talk about the biggest news stories of the week. Sometimes there are little just tidbits thrown out there that essentially there is. Is, is in the headline. And it's a little segment we called Quick Head. These are the quick headlines. These are the quick technology headlines of the week. Gettys, give me some quick headlines. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's our little intro, <laughs> yeah. intro song. So these are the quick headlines for the week. Uh, we touched upon this in previous episodes. We were talking about SpaceX and their Starlink being able to provide broadband, high-speed broadband to regions that might not have access to internet or really dodgy internet, and you're probably one of those that would benefit from the Starlink program, and I hope you signed up to the beta to get a giant satellite above your head. Um, (laughs) The headlight is SpaceX SpaceX launches 12th Starlink mission, says users are getting 100 megabits per second downloads. For a satellite, that is amazing. Um, Not even plausible on our satellites for our NBN at the moment. Yeah. Imagine like even like sailing in the middle of the ocean to be able to get 100 megabits yeah, down just, watching Netflix on your yacht. <laughs> That's my no, goal. Something, something you would not even imagine right now. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're 30 or 40 k's off the, the shore, you might be lucky to get a 3G, 4G connection. But yeah. to be somewhere out in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of absolutely nowhere, and to be able to get an internet connection, that would be mind-blowing currently. I'd be moving there. All right. Spe- keeping with... <laughs> Uh, satellites. Rocket Lab launches first satellite built and launched from New Zealand. That's cool. Go New Zealand. Absolutely cool. They're jumping in as well. I mean, there's a little bit They launched and developed it though. There's there's a little bit of development going on in various, you know, space technologies here in Australia, certainly not to the the larger scale as as they do in America, but, you know, to have our mates over in NZ getting involved as well. What I don't know what it, I don't know what it's for. If you know what it's for, let me know. Apple, we'd spoken about Apple, so this is we have. very timely. 
Apple to invest in Denmark's 650-foot wind turbines. Okay. I mean, I guess they're just giving back to, to the con- they're giving back to the I don't know what to say either. That's why it's a quick headline. They're just giving back, I guess. They're they're like, yep, let's give back and let's go renewable energy. Denmark. It's worthwhile. I guess it's very Mr. Wind, very windy Mr. there. Mr. Electric Jesus has already invested in Buddy South Australia. And now from Apple to Google, because, you know, if Apple does something, Google has to also do something. Otherwise, they look bad. They do. Google says its carbon footprint is now zero. Wow. Google says it has wiped out its entire carbon footprint by investing in high-quality carbon offset. Very interesting. In January, Microsoft revealed plans to become carbon negative by 2030. We'll step that up. We'll not only be neutral, we'll be carbon negative. Take that, Google and Apple and your wind, <laughs> Denmark wind farms. Oh, and Mr. Electric Jesus too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a wow. carbon. He's just, he's just carbon. <laughs> we all are. And of course, oh. you know, Amazon also has to have their target to 2040 to be kept mm. carbon neutral. 2040, though, like Google's already now. Um, yeah. Google's already carbon neutral, but Amazon's like, ah, give us 20 years, we'll get there. They're like our current government here in Australia. <laughs> and the final quick headline for the week, maybe you saw this in a, in a photo or a short video or popping up on your news feed, was Microsoft's underwater data center resurfaces yes. after two years. And you had the person there with his high-pressure hose and he was spraying off all the underwater creatures that have made that server their home for the past two years. So that's cool, I guess. It is fantastic <laughs> because they have proven that you can put uh, electronic equipment inside a sealed container and put it under the water. And when it's under the water, you know, it doesn't have any temperature issues like it does above the water. You don't have all the issues surrounding, you know, all of the air that gets into the building. You don't have to air condition it. And, you know, it's lasted several years under there and they had a low failure rate. And to be able to drop these things very close to where fiber connections come into each of the countries if you think about it and and it could possibly also make server deployment more affordable when you need to do it in temporary situations as well if if they can get access to i guess all the all the oceans and the channels that, that they require them in it, it could be a really awesome way of you know, doing quick deployment deployment for the purpose of being able to provide international services. It sounds really awesome. Wow, it seems like you were really into that one. I thought that was a quick head, but you really went in. <laughs> you really went deep there. Uh, I, I think love you my server do, technologies. I think you should do a trial run of, of, of doing something similar in your pool there behind you. <laughs> well, well, Get one of your well, servers I mean, in there. If I have a sealed container, I can put a server in there and we can cable it up <laughs> through the trees and see how that goes. And that's it. That's our quick headlines for the week. And I think that also draws us to the end of another episode of Tech Wrap. And now for our giant finale and something all the viewers and listeners have been waiting for is for Geddes to now exit his desk and make a giant leap into the pool, preferably a bomb. Take it away, Geddes. <laughs> I don't think I'm going anywhere near that. The, the, oh. the temperature is dropping now. It's 20 degrees at the moment. Oh, look. <sighs> Look, I'll, I'll do this for you. I'll, I'll at least step away from the microphone and I'll tell you how cold it is in there. <laughs>
Yeah. He's even got yeah. the shorts I, on. I, I think you, this is going to be cold, actually. If you're listening, he's wearing oh. board shorts, and he I, still I doesn't am. want to, He still wearing, doesn't want to jump in the pool. Shorts, a t-shirt, uh, and a hat, and just sitting out on a deck. It is cold. You would not jump into that. That would be like jumping into the Murray River in the middle of winter. How could you ever go back to an office building after this as, as your work environment? Well, I'm, I'm pale skinned, so I think I'm going to be suffering <laughs> if I summer. do this very often, yeah. to be honest. That's it. That's the only thing. Like, fantastic afternoon out here. It's been lovely doing a podcast sitting on a deck near a pool, having this great view. But, yeah, I will get sunburnt, and I won't be able to do this frequently. But we, we might try again next week if the weather's nice. And I will try to get you in the pool again next week. So make, make sure you tune well, in for that. I won't be getting in the pool. Like. 